You're listening to the Light Forge Podcast, the key to unlocking your arena success with your co-hosts, ADWCTA and Murps. Welcome to the Light Forge Podcast. This is Adam. This is Murps. Welcome to the mega review of Fractured in Alteric Valley. Less mega than other ones because this one is going to be shorter, I promise. No copium. This super, is going to be shorter. Super, meta. We are starting early just to give us extra runtime in case this goes on for 12 hours this time. Look, no, no, no. This is going to be shorter. This uh-huh. is definitely going to be shorter. Okay, what are we talking about first? Well, we're talking about the length of this upcoming review first and how long I can stall for by adding to the time. Oh, so my God. Know, you talk you so slow. To the, if you guys aren't watching this live, uh, they're taking bets on how long each of these segments are going to be. Uh, so I'm not going to say whether I took the over and under on 20 minutes on this, but 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 I am saying a lot of words. So for Alteric Valley, in all seriousness, this is going to be a sick, ridiculous set. You're going to hate it unless they ban cards. If, if you listen to the Lightforge podcast, um, you know, or watch videos, or just kind of hang out on our channel, you know what's coming. Uh, you know we've we've been you know we've been talking about it and uh, cars need to be banned, uh, rules need to be changed in arena or and especially now that we actually have the rotation we know the rotation is coming in and uh, it's a wild rotation it's not a standard rotation so it's just going to be super 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 terrible if they don't ban some cards and honestly I don't know how many of these cards they're going to ban so. This is what we're in for, um, which is potentially problematic if you care about, you know, the arena being a really fun experience, but it's really exciting from a card review perspective, because we get to, like, talk about ridiculous cards and how they're going to work in the arena. Okay. Yes. Can, 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 I, can I do my thing? Can I do my okay, meta thing? Okay, so what Murps did is the, normally um, you, you have me here telling you what the next meta is going to be, especially because we know, uh, we know which rotations are coming in now. But this time... Murps is gonna do it because I was super freaking busy and I am not working and I should be doing my day job right now. But instead, I'm doing this for 12 hours. So let's go, Murps. No, what not, is your take on the upcoming rotation and the meta that's incoming? Not 12 hours. Okay, first of all, here are the sets that you will be playing with when the expansion drops. Obviously, you have the new set, Fractured and uh, Alt. Alterac, Alteric, I, mean, I, I think it's Alterac, Valley. You have your core set, and then you have uh, Saviors of Oldham, Cabals and Catacombs, League of Explorers, Skullman's Academy, and the Boomsday Project. So, we are going to be discussing the newest set. Obviously, that's what we're here for. We know already what's in core. So, what I'm going to say next is going to be focusing on the five middle sets mm-hmm. that we haven't really been exposed to recently. We're going to look at the powerful cars that are coming back. Uh, we're going to talk about some themes. But what I wanted to point out, because you guys might listen to this and be like, Murps, you missed this card, you missed that card. I won't be able to catch like probably every card you're thinking of. But what I'm trying to do is list good cards that you might see pretty mm-hmm. often that you might want to play around. Uh, so- just, to, just to put it in your head. Yeah. You know? So when you see it, you're not surprised. You're like, oh yeah, yeah. like this thing's still here. Yeah. Things that are, might not be super duper powerful in terms of power level in 2021 
but stuff that you might need to think about. For example, Flame Ward is back. And I think Flame Ward, in terms of Mage Secrets, is one that you mm -hmm. always need to know. Is Flame Ward in? Is Flame Ward out? Uh, because that determines a lot on the order that you play and, you know, whether you go face or not. Flame Ward is in, by the way. But I thought that was, like, a good example. Um, or if it's just a card that allows a class to do something that they really weren't able to do before. So there might even be some fairly powerful cards, but if you don't hear me mention it, that's... I mean, I might have missed it, but it's probably because I'm just like, eh, they could do that before. They have a million ways to do that. It's just like another way for them to do that. So let's talk about uh, neutrals first, um, because, you know, no matter what class you're playing, you're going to be drafting neutral cards. They have the biggest impact on the meta. Hearthstone has been trending in a particular direction for quite a few years, and it is this double sort of like arms race where... Number one, you're punished more often for leaving your opponents with the board, but you have more ways to clear the board as well. And the second aspect of it, more ways to clear the board, no set probably gave you more tools than Skullamance Academy. Um, and that is coming back in. So let's look at the neutrals. First, Broomstick is back. So in terms of one drops, it's not a one drop, but you got rush on everything. So Broomstick is back. And if you look at two drops, uh, you have Neferset Ritualist, the first part of that. You're punished more from leaving them with a board. Um, you have Sneaky Delinquent. You have Transfer Student and Wand Maker. Just these things that give you a little bit more value as well. Remember, Skullman's Academy was one that like not only gave you a lot of initiative, it gave you a lot of refill. It was really the set that triggered this. Mm -hmm. You have as much cards as you could possibly want meta. Um, if you if you remember when Skullman's first came out, right? Uh, three drops. You got Dragon Slayer, which you know we we don't like hate cards, right? Uh, I think. Galaka Glutton is the latest example, and if you watch the Boomer stream, um, he probably has popped quite a few blood vessels. Like, he, he probably is bleeding, bleeding internally from uh, Galaka, and Dragon Slayer is, in that same vein, very problematic. Um, for four drops, we have Shroom Brewer, just a very good, solid four drops, and we have Fishy Flyer. R remember, like, Fishy Flyer is... Uh, mm -hmm. just such a car that encompasses both of those things. Um, like, uh, you have just so many more ways to remove the board, and it's just, like, extra value on top of it. Uh, for five drops, Fungal Mancer's coming back. You have Steward of Scrolls as well. Remember, a lot of ways to punish uh, your opponent if they give you stuff on the board to do things with. Um, but you also have a lot of this refill. Um, for six drops, we have uh, Smug Senior and Hungry Etten for big taunts. Uh, big taunts are always something I want to consider. It's like, are there big taunts in the meta? Hungry Etten is just a big taunt. Senior, uh, Smug Senior, we all know, that's just so much taunt. Um, just, just one of the all-time classic great arena cards. And then, of course, we have Mage Scribe. Mage Scribe, just the, the, the nexus, the linchpin of the Skullamance idea of however many cards you want, you got it. Um, so Mage Scribe is back, and you hear me talking about Skolomance a lot, and you're like, wait, Murps, there's five sets. Yeah, but <laughs> Skolomance is the one that will have the biggest impact, because it's the latest set. It's just going to have the best cards. Cards from later uh, expansions just have a bigger impact because of the power level. We talked about this before in 
the podcast, but you're going to hear me mention like Boomsday once. You know, you're going to hear me mention like League of Explorers just once or twice in terms of these cards. Because if I looked at those neutrals and I'm just like, my God, these do not belong uh, in like Hearthstone Arena Mm -hmm. 2021. But for big drops, seven plus. Remember how I said you there are much more ways to clear the board, which means your big drops have to stick. And the ones that really stand out are Wrapped Golem, Violent Worm, and Plagued Proto Drake. These are ones that we've all played with pretty recently, but these are the ones that really stand out because, like, you gotta science them and remove them. You gotta do something weird to them. You can't just, like, smash, like, a single kind of uh, minion into them in order to get them off the board. So, neutrals, that's what we are looking at. You want to think back on your experiences during Skullamance Academy. I'm not saying it's exactly like that because we have other crazy cards as well. But during that time in which there were so many ways to remove stuff from the board and so many ways to get value, we're going to be looking at that a lot more. So in terms of classes, here are some either very powerful ones or just interesting ones uh, for class cards that are coming back. Let's start off with Demon Hunter. Cycle of Hatred is back. That is one of the strongest and just most oppressive cards the arena has ever, ever seen. Um, it is coming. Is Performer still in? Uh, no, I don't think Performer okay. is uh, still. So okay, we have Cycle of Hatred. Um, Druid, we have uh, Tools for Big Druid now. So you have Survival of the Fittest. And you have Twilight Runner and Teacher's Pet. If you guys remember, because I think a lot of people, when they think of Druid and they think of just like, they get PTSD from like that that token Arbor Up Druid that really mm-hmm. dominated the meta um, fairly recently-ish. Um, but I, what people might forget is there, there was a period of time in which you could really play big Druid. Um, and what really helped Druids out during that time were good mid-game cards like Twilight Runner, Teacher's Pet, and then you can, you know, get to survival of the fittest, and whatever card you draw is instantly going to be huge. So um, that's something to keep in mind for druid. For hunters, there's not so much like game changing stuff that's coming back. You want to remember crushing walls, like that kind of removal hunter mm-hmm. hasn't had for. Uh, a while so crushing walls you want to remember they get true aim crescent back which is very nice you know uh true aim crescent is is back for both of the classes but um yeah that's something you want to remember for hunter although I, you don't really want to play around it um for mage flame ward i mentioned whenever a secret is out don't make this mistake right like you're you're used to not playing around flame ward you got to remember flame ward is in that's a secret in which if you misplay around it that could just end your mm-hmm. game on the spot it's too punishing um wand thief is back i know a lot of people are going to be either really happy or unhappy with this but wand thief was one of those things with mage scribe and with steward of scrolls that really made a lot of these classes just like oh they just find so many answers so many spells well it's back Along with Firebrand, uh, which was one of the most crazy kind of like small-mannered uh, tempo swings that you could have, 
puzzle boxes back. Uh, that's oh, going to be interesting because you know you have Wand oh, Thief and Mage Scribe, and then you have Puzzle you have Box. A new card with Puzzle yes. Box. Yes, uh, and then of course Devolving Missiles is back for both Mage and Shaman. Devolving Missiles was so good starting with Skullamance because Silence at the beginning of Hearthstone's lifespan was trash. It was terrible. If you look at Silence now, it, so if you look at Librarian now, for example, um, yes, you know, it's good because it is tradable, but it's also just good. Like, you, you're able to find a Silence target much easier. Um, and that's going to hold true. Minions are just going to be uh, trickier. You know, they have more effects other than they're just base stats. There are more ways to buff. So having Silence... Uh, effects are, are really good so devolving missiles is going to be as good as it was if not better paladins uh got a lot of power cards back uh, but it, this is one of those things paladins just always have really good cards they get keeper of ultimate back which is one of the only cards from uh from league the old sets, yeah. the old sets like the old old sets that still holds up like you draft a keeper of ultimate you're like okay i'm pretty ha happy with this but they also get Blessing of Authority back. They get Argent Braggart back. So these are a couple of things that like... Blessing of Authority is nothing new. It's just stupidly overpowered. And Argent Braggart is a way for them to cheat tempo in a way that uh, was not readily available to them before. Argent Braggart is just too good at cheating tempo. Let's talk about Priest. Uh, some of you guys are not going to like this. But Priest. If you remember Skullamance Academy Priest, which was super duper annoying, super duper oppressive, because what they could do was generate tons of cards and dragons through Draconic Studies. Remember, all the studies are back. All the studies are back because of Skullamance Academy. So... Yes, Priest is getting rid of some annoying cards, but they're getting back so many annoying cards. And they should be able to play the style that people found really annoying before, which was remove, 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 discover, and then blow you out with these like big cards. So, Psychic Scream is back, Entomb is back, Excavated Evil is back, Brutal Bone Destroyer is back. You guys are starting to remember that meta, right? In which priests just remove, remove. You can't always play around these removals. You just can't. And then what ends up happening is then they do draconic studies. Then they, you know, like with their own mage scribe. Then they generate stuff. And then they just wear you out and blow you out. I'm not saying that's exactly what's going to happen. Because I can't say that anymore. Remember, it's, it's all about the adjustments. Like, Blizzard can make priests great. They can make them bad. I'm just telling you all the building blocks are there for priests to do that kind of thing that made the, the Skullmance Academy uh, meta priest for a period of time really unfun to play against. Rogues don't really have much. Um, they got Wand Thief back, but you know, like look at what Mage got back, right? They got Wand Thief back and all those other great stuff. Rogue has like uh, Faldori Strider back, which is still good mostly because games will go on for a little bit longer so you're more likely to get those um shuffled minions which is nice it's a lot of value remember they have sudden betrayal back uh that's just keep that in mind because 
with rogue secrets a lot of uh, a lot of times people just like don't remember and you can get really screwed with sudden betrayal so just keep that in mind rogue secret maybe it's sudden betrayal how do we play around that okay shaman is a super duper interesting one because you want to look at the shaman cars that they have gotten and then uh think about do they have support for it? So, go, getting a little bit ahead of myself, you'll see that Shaman has a lot of free stuff. Like, this is just the free Shaman package. And I'm like, okay, well, let's see if they have the stuff to support it. And they do. Shaman gets back Earthquake, Tidal Wave, Primordial Studies, which, remember, gives them spell damage, and they have Devolving Missiles, and they have Unstable Evolution. So, they have these... It's like... It, it's not just enough for you to freeze. Can you capitalize on the freeze? Are you freezing towards AoE, right? Um, and once again, I'm not saying shamans will be good, but they have the tools to do it. So maybe, right? Warlock didn't really get back much stuff. They got back Brutal Bone, which is nice. They have School Spirit in terms of another form of AoE, but Warlock has always been able to AoE. So it's like, eh, not, not anything special. Uh, warriors, let's let, let's talk about you know let let's give a shout out to Boomsday Project for making the only contribution on this list to warriors in the form of Super Collider, which is still disgusting to this day. I mean, it was disgusting, mm -hmm. it is disgusting, but this is like Boomsday Project's only real contribution. Um, they have athletic studies is back, and like we said, more removal, more initiative is always good. And for a big drop, they have Troublemaker, one of the best big things of all time so if you're thinking of a card i didn't name it yet maybe i missed it maybe i just didn't think it was that important but hopefully this gives you a good idea of what is coming back what we can expect and uh it's going to be very skullman's academy driven sprinkle with with some like knc saviors of oldham and boomsday and league it there's there's a few but whatever skullman's academy remember skullman's academy is going to be the biggest impact outside of the uh you know the core and the uh the new expansion so i, I think what's important to realize here is not just that skullman's academy is going to be the set that has the most impact and it's that most of these sets have little to no impact on the meta so you're going to have a lot of just underpowered cards in your deck Back in the day, if you're thinking of the meta before um, um, before United and Stormwind came out, and it, there was always Ashes of Outlands, there was always Skullamance Academy, the set of dragons was in for like the longest times. Those are freaking amazing sets that are in. You don't have those anymore. You just have one Skullamance Academy that's coming back. And then you have this new set that is grossly overpowered compared to the old stuff that is coming out but still that means overall your deck is going to be filled with a lot of less than great cards um so if you're think if you're looking at the meta it's not so much that you're going to play a meta that is just skullamance academy and alteric you're going to play in a meta that's going to be half skullamance academy and alteric and then half random crap you had to pick up that really no longer like cuts it um and you're gonna feel it so both on you and on your opponent's side so there's going to be a lot of this swing that comes down to like luck of the draw luck of the draft 
Um, and uh, a lot of big, giant power swings. And depending on what cards you have, you can either get them back or not. So one of the things that's going to come in really heavily in this new uh, meta that's gonna, uh, that, that we're entering is card management. Not, oh, I have a removal. I need to make sure I still have a removal. But when to trigger these power spikes. Because you're going to get some of them. Because Skullamance Academy is kind of ridiculous. And uh, Alteric Valley is even more ridiculous. But you're also going to have a lot of holes in your deck. So when you want to spike your power in the course of a game is going to be one of those skills that uh, that becomes very important in this upcoming meta. Alright. Yep. That's what you want to consider. And I think that's good. I think that's a good discussion yeah. of uh, of kind of like the Cessera coming back and what you should be expecting. I, I don't think anything should be a surprise. If I'm telling you like, well, uh, your stuff is going to get cleared more often. The swings are going to be bigger. Um, I, I think you're just like, yep, that's just arena these days. Uh, but yeah. it is important to note how they can happen, uh, on what turns they can happen, and exactly sort of like, you know, what the removal is is it like pure damage or is it like a psychic scream from a priest in which it doesn't really matter what you do you know you're getting cleared if you play that proto drake it's not sticky in any way it's just going to get screamed back into the deck yeah so i thought that was a good way to kind of put the setting together of what fractured and alteric valley is coming into because again with these rotations it's coming into a brand new rotation this is not the rotation you had before this is also not the whole class anymore uh, so it's coming into this um this this new rotation okay uh do we have any i, I want to give a shout out to our patrons in general first uh at patreon.com slash grinning goat uh we're going to be doing a lot of shout outs throughout the rest of this 12-hour series. Um, it's not going to actually be 12 hours, hopefully. Uh, but uh, but we're going to start off with our Patreons at patreon.com slash grinninggoat. Um, thank you guys so much for your support. And uh, I want to give a shout-out to our top patrons, RV Night Train, Yin, 15 Gold Cringe, Eric L, Aaron LS, Dan F, Karova, REG, 4P, and Brand New. Thank you guys so much uh, for for all of your support, and I uh, hope everyone's uh, enjoying this, this video series. We are going to move right after this into the actual card review portion, uh, so stay tuned. Uh, until then, this is Adwikta. This is Murps. Bye. Welcome back to the LifeForge podcast, Fractured in Alteric Valley uh podcast stream uh, vod you know all all the all the stuff that we do this is adwikta this is murps uh we're going through the top three neutral cards these are the most powerful cards in neutrals uh we always do something like this it'll be like top three or top four or whatever this time it's going to be top three we're in for a doozy uh yeah, yeah. We, we see um some really powerful stuff I don't know if this will surprise people. I, I hope not. Um, I've been looking at other people's reviews, and I, I think that yeah. this is pretty consistent with what a lot of people are saying. It's it's so, so the good cards are so ridiculous in this set. I don't think there's that much disagreement over which cards are the best. Um, by the way, if you're watching this on on YouTube or the stream, and you see that we have Gnome Private up, that is not one of the top three. I just like the card. It's just being shown right now, so we don't spoil the top card. Uh, don't worry, we haven't gone completely crazy. Um, so, uh, Fractured and Alteric uh, has... Uh, 
the the new okay well we'll talk about the new mechanic later the new mechanic is honorable kill but one thing i should mention before i actually jump into the uh to the top card is our scale our scale as we've done this entire year is like a normal grading scale tier list like tier scale from all the way from f at the bottom to d for bad cards c for normal cards uh b for good cards a for premium cards and s for broken cards our lines are, we generally don't think A cards should exist in neutral. Something like uh, the, 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 the Viper, Scorpid, Viper, I forget what it's called, that generates spells, that discovers spells. Venomous that be, Scorpid. Venomous Scorpid, that's, uh, that, that's A tier. And was it the be- like most powerful card in the set? No, it wasn't. I think that was the same set that had Watch Post, which was like an S tier. Uh, but even A tiers create problems in the arena game when they're neutral. A tier cards are generally okay as class cards or as like legendaries. And S tier cards are just flat out broken. They ruin the game. Ysera is an S tier card. Doesn't matter really what they are. Obviously, if they're like a common neutral, it's super terrible. But even class cards, they ruin the game, right? Like you have stuff like performers right um like just crazy crazy stuff that uh, oh oh goliath uh, that's ruining the meta before before uh, and wait no they didn't ban it they banned engineer but the idea is the same uh these kinds of super powerful cards ruin the game no matter where they are that's s tier so outside of those most of your actual good cards are going to be in the b tier so if you think of a card as good like you're like oh that's a really good card why is it not an a no we give it a b this is like the we're, we're very tough graders here. Like B tier is where almost all of your good cards are going to be. Um, the other Scorpit, for example, is only a B tier card, uh, even though you see it everywhere. And it's really really good. The five two that uh, uh, that pokes you for two damage and yeah. uh, and stealths itself. Like B is very good by itself uh, by itself without going into A. And uh, C is a normal tier. This is where normal cards are. Normal cards are usually uh, like uh, a two mana deal three damage card or like a Yeti, but like with a little bit extra. Like if it's just two mana deal three damage, you're at the very bottom of normal. Like um, like a C minus, but we don't get minuses. Uh, Yeti is a C minus or a D plus. It's literally right on that line. Uh, something like a croc or a raptor would start going into D, which is uh, or D plus in that case, uh, which are just like bad cards, right? Like a croc or a raptor would be on the edge between D. Actually, I think they're, I think they're like they're actually just D plus. Um, D's get into really bad territory. We're talking like four mana four fours, three mana three threes, that kind of stuff that like don't do anything. So when when D cards are in your deck and they inev- they invariably will be. It, it, it feels very bad, and you're going to be at a severe, severe disadvantage. When C cards are in your deck, you don't really feel bad about it. They're just not doing anything special. When B cards are in your deck, that's how you win the game. So those are your cards with actual powers. Um, and A cards are just unfair uh, when it comes to neutrals, and S cards are broken no matter where they are. So, so that's our scale. I don't want to go too deep into it, but just so you guys know, we almost never give S's, as you can see from my examples of, like, Yasera and Goliath. We're going to give some S's for this expansion. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, so, once again, the point of this scoring system is to differentiate okay when bad cards are bad i don't think people care as much right Mm -hmm. like it it, so there's going to be uh, you know when a card is bad i don't think people really care it's like okay well how bad is this card versus that card if it's just trash it's trash but we think it is important to point out 
exactly how good are the really, really good cards. Um, and I know some other people who do these scoring systems, I, I think they're like 4.5 or 5 out of 5 could be close to like our B. Um, yeah. But we want to have that separation. We want to say Arbor Up is just that much better than a, let's say, Stone Skin Basilisk, right? Mm -hmm. So Arbor Up is S. Stone Skin Basilisk is like a B, B plus uh, kind of card. Um, we want to make that separation. So we want to make sure there's like two-tier difference between those because i think we can all appreciate it's like one is a very good card that we're all very happy to get but arbor up is still just miles better than something as solid and as good as uh as a stone skin basilisk yeah so. to give you a historical scale from the last two uh sorry the last three sets yeah we got the last three sets here um no, sorry, last two sets. United in Stormwind, for example, on the neutrals, had exactly one A-tier card, which was Battlegrounds Battlemaster. And these are all the scores we gave before the set came out. So, you know, this maybe there's pre some slight tweaks. Pre yeah, this is all, all, yeah, so the, the, for this card, it was pre-nerf. But yeah, that's what it takes to be an A. And there was only one B+, and that was Traveling Merchant. Um, other ones that just got Bs were things like Cheesemonger, Nobleman, Enthusiastic Banker, Pandaren Importer, and Cumber Pack Mule. Like, they're very good cards, but they're not, you know, super pushing it. Now, uh, in Barons, we had Moshan Watch Post, which we rated an S, and that got banned uh, because, obviously, it's a common neutral S-tier card. Like, what? <laughs> Why was it ever in the game? Uh, Venomous Scorpid, like I mentioned before, that has an A. South Sea Scoundrel has an A. Um, I think that was, like, the lowest A. And Primordial Protector, also uh, a low A. But those are A's. And that set had a bunch of B-pluses, actually, including Far Watch Post, which also got banned, uh, I think, along with the Watch Post in general. Uh, Hog Rancher, which is still an insane card. Uh, Sunwell Initiate, and uh, Tarojo Brave. Like, so, th th these cards exist in neutral, but you rarely see A-tier cards, and you pretty much never see S-tier cards, and if you do, they're going to get banned. So speaking of S-tier cards, we're going to kick off with the number one neutral card in Fractured in Alteric Valley. To no one's surprise, it is a S-tier card that will be banned, and if not, it really should be banned. It's uh, Abominable Lieutenant. It is an epic. Abominable, Abominable Lieutenant is an 8-mana 3-5 minion that says, at the end of your turn, eat a random enemy minion and gain its stats this is a solid s tier minion and remember mm -hmm. the amount of s tier cards in general even class cards that we give uh, very 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 low. very low and whenever a card is s tier neutral whew, they, you gotta, they you don't gotta really watch out yeah they literally do not exist outside of legendary right so look i've talked about this before runaway blackwing was <laughs> preempt like blizzard banned blackwing before it could ever hit the arena meta which i've always appreciated mm -hmm. this is a better blackwing uh, mm -hmm. this is power creep on blackwing in which can you so find what situations is, is runaway blackwing okay, right runaway, runaway blackwing go, go ahead yeah it's a nine mana nine nine at dragon at the end of your turn deal nine damage to a random enemy minion so mm -hmm. It's like a rag that can't hit face, which for some of you are just like, that means it's useless. 
Um, this is better because. Well, but, but unlike Rag, it can attack the next turn. Yes. Like a normal minion. Yes, it can actually. And then attack. it can't hit face. But then it can't hit face. Um, so abom- abominable lieutenant. Are there situations in which this could be worse than a black wing? Sure, it could. Uh, but most of the time, if you're averaging it out, it, it'll be better. And this has a potential to snowball even harder because every single turn it eats, it gains its stats. So it becomes harder and harder unless you have that hard removal, right? And this is why I do want to point out something like crushing walls, right? Um, stuff like that, psychic scream and tomb. It's like you, you need that kind of stuff for something like this. This is absolutely disgusting, absolutely gross. Um, your counter to this is to just have like a ton of minions or like a ton of one ones. It's so hard to, to do. Like that's so hard to get. Um, and this is just absolutely disgusting. And the immediate impact it has, its staying power, its ability to just completely blow out the game. Am I happy that it is an epic? Yes and no. I kind of wish it was a common <laughs> so it could just terrorize Arena for a week and everyone would have no choice but like you know blizzard would see that it is actually that's, ruining that's lives the thing. this yeah. card may not be banned it there, might are, no, not way, be there banned. are no s-tier cards in the game right now that is neutral besides legendaries but there are s-tier cards that are legendaries like goliath like ysera that are not banned and that blizzard doesn't seem like they have any intention of banning like they didn't ban goliath even when it was super super terrible they banned engineer they banned engineer which was the wrong way to do it like but I, it showed their yeah. like idea right which is that yes. legendaries even neutral legendaries are allowed to be super 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 ridiculously broken and uh, yeah unless you're seeing them too often like right unless yeah. you're seeing them too often because then that's that's not a legendary card being super broken that's a common card being super broken, yes right and they don't want that that's why blackwing is banned that's why they banned engineer for that meta because it was super broken in that meta but now we're we're seeing the creep right we're we're allowing legendary cards like Yasera to stay Yasera, like Goliath to stay Goliath, and there are other ones too. Uh, those are just like prominent examples, uh, mostly because they can be easily discovered. Uh, are they going to allow epics too? Like Rabbit, I don't know that we gave Rabbit a score. I think Rabbit was the last set that we actually algorithm, so we don't have a score on this skill. But I think Rabbit, like Rabbit, is not an S. Rabbit would oh, be like in the in the in the A tier. No, I, yeah. I, I don't even think it was A. I think it was like B plus or something. Oh, or like maybe it was B, B plus? I okay. think it was a B or, or, or something. I Look, I would not have allowed I mean, it to be A. Like, I mean, no, I don't no, it wasn't because we didn't have the scale at that point. That was the last Oh, time it, it was actually scored. Oh, I don't yeah. remember. So, yeah. like, I, I don't know where it would be scored now, but it definitely isn't an S. And Rabbit is, like, one of the most powerful epic cards that kind of exist in, in, uh, in Hearthstone history neutral. So we were never really, like, tested in this way, right? Of how close to the new Ysera, to the Goliath, we're going to get and have it be permissible. Well, this card is going to test it. Like, it's clearly problematic. There's no doubt about it. We think it should be banned, clearly. And whenever we've said that a card should be banned and we've rated it super high, it's been very problematic and it was either... I think it's always been banned. Um, I forget. I did, a, I did the... It was in one of my tweets a while ago where I kind of looked back in history. But this is one, like Merp said, it's unclear if they're going to ban it because it's unclear how problematic it'll be. So we want Ysera banned too, but we never like called for it to be banned because it was a legendary. We know Blizzard's going to be hesitant to do that. This is the next step, right? Are epics okay? 
I don't think so, but I don't know if Blizzard thinks so. Right? This is not Runaway Blackwing. It is better than Runaway Blackwing, but it is not a common neutral. It's going to be seen, and they fixed the epic offering rates too, so it's going to be seen at like 25%, if not lower, than a Runaway Blackwing would have been seen. So, it's not going to terrorize Arena. It's going to terrorize Arena the same way Ysera terrorizes Arena, right? Like, which is to say, oh, everyone complains about it, but we kind of also live with it. And, like, Ysera does make the game worse, but not so bad that we'd stop playing it. And maybe if you're Blizzard, you're looking at it and say, well, this gives the little guy a chance. They could play Ysera and win the game against better players. And you gotta have stuff like that, you know, even if it's just one card that you slam down without thinking. Um... I, I don't know which way Blizzard's going to go on this, but from a power level-wise, Abominable Lieutenant is better than Ysera. It's not that much better than Ysera. It's in the same tier, but it is Ysera. This is not an S-plus tier, but this is a solidly S-tier, like Ysera, like uh, Goliath. Yeah, I mean, it's very different from Ysera, right? Like, they're in terms of categories of card, they are very, very different. But yes, if we're talking about power level, it is very problematic. Uh, and it is super interesting. I, I'm not sure what they're going to do, especially because Blizzard does seem to be trying, you know, like they're trying to reach out to the community more. They seem to be listening more. So uh, as of right now, you know, they haven't banned anything like they did with uh, Runaway Blackwing. And I'm not sure if they're going to do anything. I am a little bit more hopeful than I have been mm-hmm. in previous years. But my greatest fear is the situation that we talk about, where this is problematic enough to make people really mad, <laughs> but not problematic enough for Blizzard to flag this as an issue, like deep run into um, into Goliath or watch post on three uh, such that like they're like ah this is okay right and you know it it creates a kind of swing that casual players will like um it's fun to eat minions it's kind of like so i don't really really hope this gets banned i really hope this gets banned and as a community if if uh, like after release if we can be a little vocal about this to either get banned or to get shadow banned like nerf the way sap you know, offering rates are nerfed. That would be, that would be uh, great. Uh, just this is gonna be bad. This is just gonna be bad. And and I'll, I'll preface this with one thing. Um, I guess not preface because we already talked about it. I'll mention one thing. This set is honestly not as bad as I feared it would be. The terrible cards are super terrible, but overall, it's not like we have to ban twelve cards for this meta to make sense. We would only have to ban, like, a handful, and most of them are class cards. And even if they don't get banned, they're at least just class cards. This is the neutral card that is going to be, like, the next Ysera times... I don't know how much frequently you see epics than legendaries, but I think a lot more frequently. Um, So, this is going to be the next Ysera on on steroids. Um, So, hopefully it tips... Like, hopefully Blizzard recognizes that legendaries are so special... They even have their own offering. You're only offered against other legendaries. And epics, as rare as they may be to actually be offered, is still a normal card that should follow normal rules like we ban it if it's too problematic in the arena. Uh, I'm hopeful. Um, And I think that if 
Ixar or anybody else ever asked how the community feels about it, we should be vocal and say that it sucks. Assuming we're not totally wrong about this card, but I don't really see how we and everybody else could be. Like, this is not us stepping out and saying, oh, this is a super good card. Everyone's saying it. Uh, but I want to highlight that we think it is beyond broken. The only like, way that this card is not broken is two scenarios. Number one, the meta is moving so fast that the number of times that, that the game just effectively ends on turn eight is high, yeah. like relatively high. With Skull high. Man's Academy in, zero Exactly. Chance. With Skull Man's Academy in, with all those removals, with Fishy Flyers in, with Broomstick mm -hmm. in, with all of the spells, and just the way the meta is trending in recent years, you're not going to go back to that tempo-filled GVG meta. Um, it's just not possible. Uh, you can try it, you're going to lose a ton. You're going to lose a ton. So that's not the way the game is played now. This this card is perfect uh, for that kind of meta. Or you can say, well, is there a way for me to just generate tons of 1-1s and play around it? No, there isn't. <laughs> there, there really isn't. Um, yes, there are cards that like summon some 1-1s. You can think about like, oh, Violet Worm and all of that stuff. Uh, it, it's, it's too hard for you to reliably get that. Yeah. That's the thing. It's not like this card can't be preemptively countered in that you already have stuff on the board and they eat the wrong thing, but it's hard to set up. Yeah. And the number, the chances that you can continuously set up that board, because it's not like your opponent has to drop this on eight. It's like essentially a hard removal, right? It's essentially like a, uh, like a deadly shot. Like you're going to wait until you have a good deadly shot set up before you play deadly shot. You're gonna, your opponents are going to do the same. You should do the same thing with the Bomber Will Lieutenant. And then, like, let it eat something that's at least a 5-5 five, five or above. And then once it eats something that's a 5-5 five, five or above, that is not, like, a Proto-Drake. Uh, it's not even terrible that it's a Proto-Drake. It's just not something you, like, prefer to be doing. Yep. Uh, you'll, you'll, you'll just win the game. Because at that point, it probably takes your opponent two cards to remove this. You've already eaten one of their large cards. This has already gotten three cards worth of value. Your opponent's probably spending their whole next turn doing it. You get to set up and destroy everything. Like, it's just, it's too too big of a flip. Um, as long as you are not too impatient with it. And your opponent doesn't just have, like, the magic hands that can always put small things on the board. And you somehow don't have some board clears and stuff to, like, remove the small things. Yep. Um... Once again, remember, this is Arena. So if people are asking, it's like, well, there are ways to play around it. No, there isn't. Rel <laughs> On average, reliably, there just isn't. Um, you need that hard removal, uh, and sometimes you don't have it. Uh, you, the chances of you sort of like being able to kill it with creatures on board, maybe, but then you're giving them like a three for one probably. Uh, and in that case, that also is bad. So, mm -hmm. that's abomin Abominable Lieutenant. It is deserving of S. We don't like neutral S cards. It's really, really, really bad. Um, we will see what Blizzard does, if anything. But this is one in which, if you're lucky enough to draft it, draft it like 100% of the time. Um, if you're passing this up, I don't know what you're picking instead, but it is just that good. All right. Next card is an A. Remember... I still don't think A's should exist as neutral cards in the arena. But 
you know what? If it's going to have to, at least it's an epic. So the next one's another epic. This is A-tier. A-tier is where Scorpion is. These are very good cards. They're cards that people will want banned. I would want them banned. But they're also cards that I think a lot of people are willing to live with in the arena, unlike S-tiers. Spammy Arcanist is the next card. This is A-tier. It is a 5-mana 3-4 Battlecry Defile. Which is deal one damage to all other minions. If any die, repeat this effect. Right. Um, so it is defile, except this thing is protected. This thing is mm -hmm. dealing it to all the other classes. It is an A. Now, if you're wondering where defile would be, defile would be an S. This is like more clunky, more awkward than a defile. Part of the strength of defile is the fact that. Um, it's not attached to a three mana, three, four body, which, you know, is, is nothing special these days. Uh, and with the extra mana and defile, you can have more mana to set up the defile, right? Yes. Or that is very big. Yes. That's very big. You can either set up the defile or play something better than just a three mana, three, four, uh, after it. So you have mm -hmm. more flexibility on the front end and better options, hopefully on the back end. So Defile by itself would be an S. This is quote just an A. But this it's is exactly not even an A plus. It's like it's an A. It's an A. It, 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 yeah. The fact that it's a five mana card and you end up with like a three four potty for three extra mana is quite a big drag on such a good card like Defile. Right. So look, uh, this is what I'm talking about when I mentioned Skullman's Academy and this meta in which you're just able to generate stuff. You're able to have initiative. This is going into that idea that we have seen from Skullman's Academy onwards. It's hard to keep a board now. Um, and now you have to play around a neutral defile. I do not like this at all. Uh, th this is not something that I enjoy. This is easier to play around because you couldn't really play around defile. Like what you could do is sometimes facing a warlock you could say okay i'm going to stagger the hps a little bit more right i'm going to have this break point let's say you know um i'm going to have two things at one health and then like uh you know one thing at two health and then another thing at like four health or something you know i didn't have much of a choice but at least the you know uh, the top end survives you know and then maybe you have like a five health thing or something um and then the warlock can use mana to bridge that so to kind of like bust your expectation of just a defile here it's a lot harder especially mm -hmm. because the warlock on turn five and turn six turn seven they can do that much easier here it's easier for you to expect those staggered hps to to be able to block or protect the higher hp things oh. from getting immediately killed Okay, but but honestly, this is an epic neutral card. Please do not play around this. Don't play around this. You are like the most ahead possible, which you won't be because this meta is so swingy. There's other things that will swing too. Do not play around this card. Just get wrecked when it gets played. It's okay. Um, Defile was different because that was a common or rare, uh, but it was a Warlock class card, so it got offered a lot when you're facing a Warlock. Yeah. Um, like you knew Warlocks had Defiles. People aren't going to have spammy Arcanists until they do, and then you get screwed. It's still not worth it to play around, because it's it's so specific how to play around this card, right? Like, yeah. you don't do it to anything else. So, some of you guys, uh, I, I see already in chat, are like, oh, like, Murps, this is much closer to Defile than you think. No, it is not. No. 
Do you guys know how bad a three mana three four body is now that can't be played on turn three? It's horrible now. You see the power level of cards that are out. You are like, attaching imagine, a imagine bad if you body attach, to it. Yeah, imagine if you're attaching Defile, an S-tier card, with a 3-mana three 3-4 three, that can't be played until turn 5 or later, which would be like a, I want to say, F-tier card, maybe an F-plus-tier card, and then you kind of like average the two scores, right? Like, I mean, that's not how we did it. We have a system for this stuff, but like, that's how much it drags you down. You can think of it as two cards that they put into one. Like, yeah, you get some bonus synergy with two cards putting into one, but the other card is so bad. It's a five-mana card that gives you two more mana and a three-four body. Like, it refreshes two of your mana, and then it has a three-four body. Oh, that's terrible. So once again, this is an A card. Um, mm-hmm. And if you think that it should be higher because you believe that Defile is, like, S+, plus, yeah, at maybe. least then I can understand... Yeah. But the 3-4 body is, is not relevant. You like you have to accept that this is not close to Defile. It doesn't mean it's bad. This is an A card, and it's because we think Defile is like a solid S-tier card. Mm-hmm. But no, you don't want Defile attached to a 3-mana three 3-4 three, body. And remember, a 3-mana three 3-4 three, body that you can't play on turn 3 is a terrible card. It's actually a trash card. So, someone someone made a very good uh, analogy. Someone says, uh, 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 "Oh God, I, I'm trying to find this comment right now." Um, but entitled customer is a better card than this, and that is true. Entitled customer, if you remember, we rated an A plus, which is why we rated this an A. Like we're very be- we're being very very consistent here. Like, if you think about Entitled Customer, which I think we rated above most people, actually. Um, and, uh, like, that kind of was surprising to me because I thought it was obviously insane. But uh, people were not as high on it in general. Uh, and we came out and we said, this is the most ridiculous card uh, in, in, in a otherwise, you know, not super terrible uh, set, especially for Warlock. And we had all those predictions lined up for... Uh, uh, for United in, in Stormwind. It was the best Warlock card and it drove the whole entire Warlock playstyle before the meta switch. Um, and that was an A+. And this card is not as good as an Entitled Customer. It's an A. And Defile is better than both of them because of the flexibility. Yep. Okay, so I think that's enough. I, I mean, I, I that's enough discussion for this. Um, mm-hmm. It's just going to be really annoying. I, I hate that the, our top two cards are epics because it really does mean that you shouldn't play around it. You're just going to get yep. wrecked by these. You're, You're going to get, get wrecked, wrecked by both of these like, cards. This upcoming meta is going to be maybe fun if you like bouncing around and whatever, but it's going to be super frustrating to play in as a good player. Like, it just, it will be. There's no way the Blizzard can avoid it. Like, if I'm at Blizzard and I am, you know, I, I don't want to say the person in charge, there's only no person in charge of this, uh, but I am thinking about competitive arena or about what to, you know, how to make things better in arena for players who are good and care about skill and stuff uh, this is a terrible terrible position to have been put in right like i don't know what to do without banning a whole lot of cards which they're probably not going to do so we want to end this video with a third card we didn't want to just cut it off at two we could have cut it off at two because remember we have an s tier card and we have an a tier card the next card is a b plus card and i want to bring you back before we get to the next card to barons in barons one two three 
four. There were four B-plus cards and three A-tier cards. Even though two of the A-tier cards are very low, and I think nowadays we would have, like, there's been a bit of a power creep since Barons, and we would have put it at, at B-plus. Um, but we'll, we'll count that as, if there was only one, if there was one S-card and one A-card in, in Barons, uh, the S-card being Watch Post and the A-card being Venomous Scorpion, then there were one, two, three, four, five, six. Six B-plus cards. That's how the Baron's meta was shaped. There was a lot of really good cards. In Alteric, that is not the case. We have one S card, just like Baron's, uh, except fortunately it's not a common. Uh, and then we have an A card, just like Baron's. Of course, fortunately, this is also not a common, but an epic as well, in spammy. But there's only one B-plus card, rather than six like B-plus slash A-minus cards. There's only one B-plus card here. So we thought that... Even though this card's not at the same power level as Spammy or Abominable Lieutenant, we want to talk about it in this video because it is a common card. And you're going to see this a lot more than Spammy, a lot more than Abominable. And in all seriousness, you may end up hating this card more than the other two just because you see it way more often. And it will drive the meta more than the other two just because it'll exist way more frequently than the other two cards. And that card is Knight Captain. Make no mistake... Night Captain is not as powerful as those other two cards. It's not really that close. But it is definitively, we think, the most powerful card after that. Because the rest of the set, the rest of the Alteric neutral cards, are really just like somewhere between like good and okay. But this one is like borderline premium, like it's almost an A, but it doesn't quite make it. Night Captain is a 5 mana 3-3 three, three common card. Battle Cry, deal 3 damage. Honorable kill, gain plus three, plus three. Yeah. So let's explain honorable kill. Honorable kill means whenever you are dealing exact damage to kill another minion, it triggers. Um, honorable kill, correct me if I'm wrong, only triggers when this thing is attacking or when it is doing well, something. Well, right? Including the battle cry. Including the battle cry. Like that, That's what I mean. When it is acting. Not yes, when like it is getting acted a, upon. Yes, yeah. like if you have a 3-3 three, three honorable kill minion on the board and the opponent like throws a 3-3 three, three minion into yours, you don't get an honorable kill. Even though you, the, this minion did kill a 3-3 three, three minion, which would have been the exact damage that you need to trigger honorable kill normally, because you're not the one attacking. Because it's not on your turn, you don't get the honorable kill. You can only get an honorable kill when it's on your turn. So, if you guys are looking at this uh, and you're going, wait... I think it is much better. Let's use uh, uh, just a small amount of time. It's a five to, mana to six discuss. six that deals three damage. Sometimes it's not S tier, Murps. Yeah, yeah. Like, wow, isn't this just fire element? Basically, it puts the new fire ele elemental to shame, right? Um, <laughs> remember, this is on average. Now, if you're saying Murps, this is S tier in terms of tox you know, toxicity mm -hmm. for arena. Yeah, I'll agree with you there. I hate swings like this. I I, I don't like it. Um, yeah, you get this out on turn five, you win the game. Yeah, uh, a lot of and remember, um, if <laughs> so, let's say you have a three health thing going into their turn five. Uh, you they play this. They got rid of you know, let's say you're four three, uh, and they have a six six. If you have a six health minion in your hand, uh, you can't play that mm -hmm. when this is out there. Like, you just can't. 
because this thing will kill that and then gain another 3-3 and it'll keep on snowballing and it'll keep blowing you out. So I don't like this in terms of the blowout potential, the toxicity, and remember, power level doesn't always correlate with how annoying or how feels bad a card is. C, MC Tech. Mind Control Tech, I think everyone can agree, was never a top tier card on average. It's just mm -hmm. when it hit, it was super duper annoying. Now this is more consistent than MCT, uh, but it is very, very annoying still because of the swings that it can generate. So that's the only reason why on average, uh, the score is what it is. It is a B plus, but when it hits, man, it is insane. It's just sometimes you're just like, okay, well, it doesn't fit this turn. I can wait another turn. Okay, there's not another opportunity. I can, you know, it's not something like a bombable lieutenant, which you can think about. It's like there's a lot more opportunities for you to just slam it down and it's good. Sometimes you're also just forced to use this battle cry to deal like two damage two to damage. one damage to something that has to be killed on that turn and you have no other good way of killing it off. Uh, or you just have nothing else to play. Or you just right? have nothing else to really play, right? So, yeah, so you do this. Um, those are the times in which it brings it down. So on average, it is a B plus. Sometimes in your game, it will be so good. Like yeah. Omega Fire Elemental. Yeah, let's talk about the honorable kill mechanic in general in, in this. Um, honorable kill with one attack is almost always. You are going to. You're rarely going to hit something with something with one damage without killing it. Uh, and if you do, it's probably divine shield or something. Most of the time, that's going to result in a kill, almost always. But at two damage, it actually becomes a lot harder because now you can't even get things down. Like we're not just talking about oh, some things only have one health, so then whatever. But like, what if it has three health? You would actually need a ping. What if it has four health? You need something else like on top of it. At two damage, you actually have a very large chance of killing stuff. Because if you're gonna kill something with like, let's say, especially if you have like a minion on the board that has honorable kill or whatever, and you have a chance to like eat another minion, who cares if it's not honorable kill? You're gonna do it anyway, you know? Like, you're not gonna just not get the kill because it's not an honorable kill. You're just not gonna get the additional bonus. You're still gonna be fine. You still ate a minion, right? It's a very good thing in Hearthstone. Uh, especially on your curve turns. Uh, so, and even two damage, it becomes actually like this open question of like, hmm, even if I'm killing something, is it an honorable kill? At three damage, it's actually kind of difficult. Now, you're, I think you're still, especially because this is initiative, you're more likely than not definitely going to like get it. But you may have to hold it for quite a bit. And, and that's where it's coming from. And if it doesn't have initiative and it's just like on the board, you have less than a 50% chance of triggering that honorable kill. Um, so that's the way to think about how likely it is to trigger an honorable kill. Um, for this, you get plus three, plus three. That's huge. So you're going to want to hold this at all possible to get the honorable kill. But just know that you may be holding it for a bit. Yep. This is one that you definitely want to hold if you think that you can hold for a little bit. Um, it also rewards you for planning ahead a little bit, thinking about, it's like, okay, well, going into this turn, what are some common drops? How much HP do they have? Um, how much attack do I have on the board? And uh, like, it, you know, there's definitely some skill in 
anticipating, counting how much attack you have on the board. It's even good to have a varied kind of like number of different attacks such that you can more easily honorable kill. Um, it rewards you for thinking of that and for having that. But a lot of times this is just going to be very annoying because like, oh, did you have three damage? Did they play the thing that like they kind of just had to play because it was the only thing that they had? And it's, you know, it's better for them to play it and then hope that you don't have this rather than just play nothing. And then, of course, you have it and then you win because of that. Mm -hmm. I don't like those things. I don't like those. Uh, we're getting a little bit closer. We're not. We're, we're still not close, but we're getting a little bit closer to like the Dragon Slayer thing, where you're just like, eh, if they have the dragon, they have the dragon. I can't really play around that. Um, I don't like anything close to that. And Knight Captain. Ah, uh, this is it, it's it's going to create a lot of unfun mm -hmm. situations. So. Yeah, this is going to be one of those things where you look at the HS replay win rate, it's going to be really high. Because HS replay is going to reward, you know, not the top players, but rather just the regular good players. So anything that causes swings, HS replay is going to rate, like, higher. Like, this this is going to be a, a, one of the top win rate cards. It's going to come similar. I, I predict it will become similar to something like Scorpid. Oh, my uh, God. And, and the played win rate? <laughs> the played win rate. I, I imagine yeah. this thing is going to be but, insane. But it's not actually that good, is kind of what we're saying. Because of the situation on this, because of the high swing. Um, it's still really good. B-plus is really good. This is the third best card in neutral in this entire freaking set, okay? Like, this is not... We're not we're not shying away from calling this a really good card. This, is, this video or this episode is going to be called Top 3. This is number 3 of Top 3. But this is number three. This is right. not number two. And, um, and for cards... Chad asked, what would happen if there was no honorable kill on this card? Oh. No honorable kill, this card would be uh, a very low C or a very high D+. Plus. Yeah, um, I mean, it's it a significantly like a worse Fire Plume, yeah. right? And Fire Plume is just like, okay now. Yeah, it, like it's... Fire Plume may be a solid C nowadays. I don't really know. Yeah. Um, but but Night so this... Captain and... without the honorable kill would be a Yeti level card. Like, between the D+, plus and the C. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking like D plus or or something. Uh, so, so yeah, this is this is uh definitely um, the honorable kill really makes it. Who knew mm -hmm. getting plus three plus three on a minion uh, <laughs> would would make it suddenly good? But yes, that's that's where we're at. Um, even though this is number three, it'll probably unless something really weird happens have the biggest impact on the meta because it's a common. It's a common. It also comes out yeah. like earlier than the other two epic cards as well because you're not seeing spammy arcanist on five a lot of the times mm -hmm. you're and the uh, uh lieutenant you can't see until turn eight at the earliest so this is going to have by far the biggest impact not just on how early you see it in the game but how often you see it in general because of its uh common um rarity all right that wraps it up for the top three cards. Normally, we look at the top cards, we're like, these are going to be meta-defining. But there's two epics in here. I don't know. They're going to be... Th th these three cards are going to be annoyance-defining more than uh, meta-defining. Night Captain will be a little meta-defining. It's the, the best candidate for a meta-defining card. Um, but overall, these are three terribly designed cards for the arena. Um, because they were not designed for the arena. I don't know what they were designed for. Uh, but they're just they're terrible. And uh, Arena's going to be poorer because all three of these exist, or any of these three exist. Um, I don't like, you know, I wouldn't ban Night Captain 
I would just be annoyed by it, but I would ban Spammy Arcanist, and I would definitely ban uh, Abominable Lieutenant. Yep, I, I, yeah. I agree. I think Night Captain is on the edge of sort of like, oh, I don't love to see it, but this this type of swing, I'm like, it's 2021, you know, we, yeah. we, should, we shouldn't let this go. Night Captain, I think you should let go. Spammy Arcanist, I'm like, oh, that's so bad. And I, <laughs> once again, I, I actually hate the fact that Lieutenant and Spammy Arcanist are epics. Yeah. Uh, that means you should literally never play around them because mm-hmm. they are so rare. And yep. it also just means that, like, whenever it does happen, you're going to get punished that much harder. And it will be played at a lower amount such that Blizzard can potentially just kind of turn the other way. Uh, mm-hmm. And I hope that they do not. Okay, Blizzard, I'm they're hoping epic. that you guys They're not ban. legendary, Blizzard. Please yeah. don't make Epic another, like, protected area the way legendaries are. Please. Please please all right well that's it for top three we spent 40 minutes talking about three cards we are we're doing good this is great uh we got 19 cards coming up in the next uh episode 19 yeah. cards in 19 minutes let's go yeah yeah okay all right uh why don't you give some uh shout outs what do we have next on the shout out list yeah uh let's give a shout out to twitch chat watching this early on a sunday appreciate you guys uh also thank you to all the mods here as well okay doing doing just just great work um so thank you thank you uh i see alahud here boss ben cass gangalo uh, i see legend heart here as well obsidian sludge sam sim appreciate all you guys uh but yeah all right let's that's enough thanks for now okay i'm i'm, I'm all thanked see you out. guys in the next video when we talk about the actual meta that's going to be set meaning all the normal cards that are good enough that you're going to play them and be okay with goodbye see you there Welcome back. This is Advocta, and we are doing the Fractured in Alteric Valley card valuation stream video podcast thing. And we have done three cards so far. We're doing great. If we just mm-hmm. extrapolate this... 40 minutes this, for three cards. It, yeah, if we extrapolate this, it'll be done by, like, Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> the expansion will be out... And then we'll, we'll still be we'll we'll be finishing it up, okay? So you know we're, right. we're doing good, but it's going to be faster. Yeah, I mean not, this video is going to be long because there's 19 cards to get. Through. It's, it's going to be faster. All the ones that are either C, C plus, or B rated, and we're going to start with the Bs and work our way down, and we're within that we're going to start with the lower mana ones. So this is not in like exact tier list order; it's just in tier order. So all the Bs first. So, the next card is a two-mana card. Spoiler alert. That does not mean that it is the fourth best card in the set, necessarily, but it just means that it is the lowest mana card that we're rating a B. We count all the Bs in one tier. That's how we do think that. We don't have an algorithm giving that precise in numbers. Okay. So, the first card we're going to talk about in this general video, which is about the other playable cards uh, in Alteric Valley, is Corporal. Corporal, honestly, I think this is one of the, the weakest in the Bs, but it is still in tier B. It, it's a 2-mana two 2-3, two honorable kill, give your other minions divine shield. So, it does not have to live. That's the thing with honorable kill. It can die. As long as it dealt 2 damage and killed something, your other minions all get divine shield. Uh, but it does have to like live a turn and then attack into something. Alright, so, uh, I see this comment in the chat. And it is absolutely true. So remember, a croc is D tier. For this to be yes. B, 
it means that uh, uh, well, uh, a croc is D plus tier. It's like barely, right? Like barely yeah, D plus. Sure, I mean D plus is just a very small tier. Yeah, right? it's like small tier. Uh, okay, so yes, it's but, on the lower half of the D plus tier. So that means that this ability must be so good. And it is sometimes. So sometimes this thing is like a S plus card. <laughs> yes. Very rarely. This this is game winning sometimes. Sometimes it is like a S plus card. Sometimes it is the croc. It's not going to be that S tier card. Often it is a croc. Often it is the croc. Where, <laughs> That's why this is only rated a B. Yes. Um but it's still good. Like it's it, it's still good. You're going to hit it. Like, you're going to hit the home run very rarely, but sometimes, and you just win that game. And then there's those in-between times, right? Where you play it, and then what do they do? Do they play, like, uh, they can't really play a 2-2 into it. That's terrible. If they play a 3-2 into it, then your Divine Shield, uh, then you know, mm-hmm. they get Divine Shield on their next drop. It's awkward. So mm-hmm. it's good. This thing, mm-hmm. don't just think about the blow up potential think about that exact scenario that i'm talking about you or your opponent drops this if there's a three two potentially looking to be dropped on the other side uh they kind of can't or if they do they're giving a divine shield to the next thing or next two things if you're and keep in mind you're not losing the game if you give the the three drop a divine shield like if your opponent plays this card and you're like ah crap i have to play a three two my opponent's gonna get like a three four with a divine shield now you don't lose the game because this happened no you're just behind a bit because there's a lot of swings happening this is skillamance academy coming in we're in the new era this is 2021 almost 2022 so this isn't like that exchange that merps talked about makes this card very good like an argent protector which is really good these days uh but it doesn't win you the game right there the way argent protector for example would have won you the game in classic right so just think about it in that way so even in this scenario that i'm talking about and i see some of you guys talking about it, it's like oh but that's so this is hearthstone in late 2021 almost hearthstone in 2022 kept w right like we are we are near there so even if you get that free divine shield on your three drop okay so what you've heard all the cars that are even just coming back and all of the AOE mm-hmm. and all of the, the things and all of the ways that, that classes can prolong the game and then get a huge amount. That Divine Shield on the three drop, yeah, it matters, but like it's not backbreaking anymore. You know, this isn't that tempo meta where you have that tempo advantage and you snowball off of the tempo advantage. Tempo always matters. That's true. But tempo is less of a decider early tempo is less of an early decider mm. than it was in previous years so yes this is why like it is just a b now the, the variance is is higher with this card right um yeah. you're, you're going to have those situations in which like this this can and will blow out the game it doesn't happen that often uh when it's a croc it really sucks and in those like mid-range-ish, like, oh, it gives a divine shield to one thing or maybe like one decent thing and one really small thing, it doesn't win the game. So that's mm-hmm. where the score is at. I do like to point out when whenever there's a car that has like bigger variants than others, because uh, some are just like, yeah. this is always how good it is. And this is like, oh, sometimes <laughs> it's amazing, but sometimes it's real trash, as in a croc, which is yeah. trash now. 
Like, I, I, I don't think this card is... Like, I will not be drafting it as high as B because of the huge variance. Um, like, that's not what good players want, right? Like, cards that provide that big of variance. They want more stable cards that are just, like, good. Um, but we're... Like, honorable kills all variance. Like, you saw that with Night Captain, um, which was in the previous video on the third best card in the set. Uh, this, this card is high variance, too. All the honorable kill ones are. This is the meta we're stepping in. Like... Alteric is going to be terrible for the arena. It's just set up that way. Like, everything is just aligning to be like, nope. And then they didn't even bring in a standard meta in. They brought in another wild meta just to make the differences even more stark. This is going to be... Uh, you're going to hate seeing Corporal on the other side. And uh, you're going to love having Corporal on your side. And sometimes, I mean, often, it's going to be a croc. Um, okay. Next card. We will next be faster card. with the next one. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the Corporal's an interesting card. It is. Next card is a Direwolf Commander. Direwolf Commander is a 3-mana 2-5 neutral uh, common. Honorable kill. Summon a 2-2 wolf with stealth. This is just good. 2-5 is not exactly Normal. like what you want for 3, but yeah. it's it's good. It's good. It's fine. Um, And, you know, it survives. The chance of you getting the honorable kill are, like, fair. You know, they're good. They're, they're they're pretty good. good, so I don't think much. And if you get an honorable kill, like two two stealth, that's it's like very a worth it. Normal two drop almost. Yeah, that that's very very worth it if you get the honorable kill. So and you'll get a, a decent amount. It's it's a B. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, this is the card that I like. I will take this card over corporal because the variance is not that huge, and the percent chance of it triggering is larger. So this is the kind of card that I like in my decks. Um, they're both B tier, but it's very different than Corporal and how it functions in your deck. Um, okay, next one, still on the B tier, is Piggyback Imp. We did it. We, we hugely power creep Scarlet Crusader. Piggyback Imp is a 3-mana 4-1 demon with Death Rattle summon a 4-1 Imp. So it's Scarlet Crusader with an extra attack. Scarlet Crusader with extra really attack good. or Cursed Disciple, but a little bit cheap. Like, you know, yeah. there's ways to categorize it. It's just a solid it's, minion. It's better like, than a Cursed Disciple. You'd rather have a 3-mana 4-1 Divine Shield than a 4-mana 5-1 Divine Shield. True. Um, It's just good stats. Let's just face it. It's just good stats mm-hmm. for what it is. Uh, even if you're a pink class, you know, this is pretty annoying to get rid of. Like, you know, if you're a mage and if you're pinging it, that means they played a 1-mana 4-1. That's pretty good. Uh, I think you're you're quite happy with that. So nothing really to explain. We've seen so many minions like this. This is just a good stats, sticky on the board. It's nice. Yep. This is your normal arena, very good uh, drop. Yep. For for this meta, like back in the day, this would have been insane. We would have been like, what? How would you do this, Blizzard? Now it's like, yeah, this is good. Normal. This is good. All right. Next up, we have. Herald of Lockholar, but only for classes with frost spells. And no, because I read Reddit, warriors are not considered a class with frost spells, even though they have frost spells now because their frost spells suck. Um, this is a four mana three five battle cry. Draw a frost spell. Yep. Uh, so once again, if for the other classes, this is a D. This is this is a D. Uh, <laughs> don't take this if you don't have frost spells. Just just in case you wanted to. 
uh, t- t- try, try your best not to. It's it's as bad as you think it is. Right. Uh, but if it does have a frost spell, you're drawing not just like you kind of know what cards you're drawing first of all, because how many frost spells are you really going to have in your deck? And two, you're going to get a spell, and spells are really good. Spells are very good. So, uh, yes. Uh, and for example, frost shaman is now kind of mm-hmm. you know it, it's, it's a, a it's thing. A so definitely, it's thing. definitely a thing. So. Uh, you you want to look at uh, if it's like pick number twenty four and you have no frost spells like you know don't don't look at the bag oh Murps but you said it was this and it was trash no no like <laughs> use some common sense okay yeah. but on average if you are a class that has frost spells and everything it's it's a B ish and for other classes it's a D yep all right next up we have another icy dude this one is a ice revenant. Four mana, four, five elemental. Yeti. Whenever you cast a frost spell, gain plus two, plus two. This one is also in the B tier if you have frost spells. Um, and it works the uh, the other way as the other one, which is that it you could just play it, right? Like, the other one is a four mana, three, five. So you're off tempo when you play it. This one, it's just a pure bonus. And... Your opponent will always be scared of this staying around on the board because at any point it could become a freaking six seven. Yeah, uh, look, the thing about frost spells is, uh, you you won't have that many, and, and if you have like a ton, sure, like during your draft, just draft this like much much higher, right? Um, the other spell drew you a frost frost spell this you have to cast one which means you have to play this first you have have to have another one in the hand depending on the class depending on the deck it could happen uh but it won't happen super duper often when it does happen it's amazing though uh so yeah this is like a it's a yeti otherwise right it's a yeti with yeah, a otherwise tag. it's a yeti with, uh, with a, a little bit of an upside a tiny bit tag, of upside. but also yeah. like even if you're not like even if you are a warrior right or you are a hunter and like um, you know, your your secret could potentially be a frost spell, right? You have, like, two of these in your whole thing, and you may or may not have one in your deck. Or you can maybe generate one from, like, a random generation thing. Like, it's still a little better than the Yeti. And Yeti's between D plus and C. So, otherwise, it's a C. But if you are in a Shaman or a Mage kind of, like, class, this is a, this is a B. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, all right. Next one, we have... The Frantic Hippograph. This is an interesting card. Hippogriff. It's not... You keep saying it. It's Griff. Hippogriff. It is uh, 5 mana, 3, 7 rush. Honorable kill, gain wind fury. Yeah, this one I... I debated on this one a little bit. I was like, uh, maybe it's a C plus instead... I don't think this is a high B. Do you think it's like a high Definitely B or a high. low B? It's uh, I think I specifically marked this as B. I'll do C plus if you want it. Yeah. <laughs> so this is one in which I thought about a little bit as well. I'm like, you know what? It's the initiative is good. Like I, I like the fact that you know you can deal this damage. The stats are just a little bit lacking here. Um, yeah. I, I wish it did a little bit more. Like, like you guys remember the 4-mana 2-6 rusher that can become a 6-2 rusher, depending on which turn it is in your hand from, like, Witchwood? How often did you use the 2-6 rusher? 
right? Like, yeah, five mana three seven rusher is better than a four mana two six rusher by quite a bit, but still, it's just not like the most amazing thing. Yeah, th- th- this is this is okay. So for me, it's like a lower tier B mm-hmm. card, um, but it's still nice. Uh, it's very flexible. Um, it can kill two things and maybe even live because um, you only yeah. have to you, you just have to hit the first thing and get the honorable kill and then you can gain a wind fury and then you can hit the mm-hmm. like the two one or two two um that and you also want to keep the wind fury so if it lives it's actually a threat to face the next turn yeah and or a threat to be buffed or like whatever right yep so it's fine next so next we have our last card in the b tier set it is a troll centurion a troll centurion eight mana eight eight rush honorable kill deal eight damage to the enemy hero you will not get an honorable kill with this guy you will not deal eight damage to something that has eight health maybe i'm not saying you will never do it but you will do it so few that this ability is worth almost nothing but it's still eight mana, eight eight rush, and you know if uh, Dig Day taught us anything, it's that those cards are still pretty damn good, and so this is a B. Sometimes you'll get it, sometimes, okay. It could happen, uh, uh, but it, yes, if a lot of you guys are thinking, oh, there's so much stuff with eight health, a lot of them are going away, guys. So, for example, uh, people are talking about Primordial Drake, that's gone. People are talking about Morg, that's gone. So, uh, you know, some, some things are coming back, but uh, to replace those bigger drops, for example, like Rapt Golem doesn't work, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Violet Worm does not hey, work. Proto Drake works. Proto Drake works. You'll so, lose the game if you do it. Well, no, un- unless you just... Unless you win the ex- game. <laughs> you'll lose the game unless you win the game right there. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. You ever think about that? I mean, that, that actually could be a thing, right? It's I like, mean, eight damage to the face is a lot. Yeah, so. eight to the face is a ton. You could actually just yeah. win the game, like, ship everything face, and then you mm. uh, rush this out to kill the pro Drake to deal the basically a, a slightly smaller Pyroblast damage, yeah. and then uh, you just win. Yeah. All it right, could happen. well, uh, we are now into the C-plus tier. So we're going to start off with, uh, so how we do pluses is we take like a tier, like let's say a tier has like four points to it, then the top point within the tier is the plus, and the other three points are just the regular tier. So there should be much fewer pluses uh, than there are uh, the regular tiers. And so the next card is a C plus, and it's a very high C plus. We almost made it a B. This is almost a um, B. Yeah. Yeah. Close. This is this uh, is close. We talked about this. Yeah, yeah. This was this is definitely close. And it is Bunker Sergeant. I know a lot of people love this card. I've seen it get rated super high in places, and I am not impressed. I mean, I'm impressed enough to give it a C plus because that's still really good. Uh, like you're, you're happy to have it in your deck. Certainly, it's it's gonna be better than the average card in your deck, probably. Uh, but it's not up to that B level that we've been talking about before, and certainly not like one of like the top cards in the set, in even in neutral. So Bunker Sergeant's a three mana two four battle cry. If your opponent has two or more minions, deal one damage to all enemy minions. Yep. Shades of Twilight Flamecaller. So the thing about this card, Bunker Sergeant. Um, if you just think about Twilight Flame Conger is not as good as it was before. If Twilight Flame Conger, like, 
Because we remember Twilight Flamecaller as this just this world beater. It was so good. So let's think about why Twilight Flamecaller was so good. Beyond the fact that the power level was significantly different back then. Twilight Flamecaller was also out in uh, a meta or a few metas in a row in which mages, uh, if you remember, <laughs> uh, we, you know, we played shady mage for a while i remember shady teaching me all of this in which um just prior you know not prioritizing kind of like this mid game having very good early game and removal and then having good late game like big drops mm -hmm. so in that kind of play style and mages just kept trending kind of like towards that play style like yeah. uh as well um it's like who wants a freaking yeti right no one does mm -hmm. and now yeti is basically extinct sorry yeti um twilight flame call was very very good because it was one of the only tools and it was a very good tool at that time but if you put it now it's just like okay well it's it's fine um the body of the bunker sergeant is pretty trash two four body just isn't really like, good don't be uh, like two fours are bad they're, they're bad like yeah they're better than a two two but they're still bad yeah so look i i actually had this at a b um and mm -hmm. advocate to talk me down to like a c plus i think if you want to say it's like a low b i'm with you like because that's where i was at i'm fine with this being at a high c because i i don't like to me, it doesn't really matter. Like I, I know, I know it matters because it does cross that line, right? I can tell you guys right now. If you say, I think of this as like a B, um, but like a lower B. Like if it's I'm a very low B, fine. Like yeah. there's got to be lines drawn somewhere, right? Like we already have it as a C plus. That means it's very close to a B. You want it to be a really terrible B, you know? That's it's all the same. Uh, we're not we're not uh, too far off. Um, what I want to point out why this card is not a great card. Like, I've seen this rated as, you know, literally one of the top neutral cards in the set. No. Um, and I think that's wrong. Uh, it's because, one, it is conditional. The amount of times that you actually want to play this on turn three is going to be high. It would have been amazing as a three drop. That's when the two four actually matters. And you can't most of the time because your opponents won't have two things on their board. And so you would just be playing a 3-mana 2-4, which is not that good. So you got to play a later, and this is not a 3-drop. It's kind of rough. When you play a later, though, what are you doing? You're playing, like, a good spell. This is the same thing with this Defile and Spammy Arcanist thing. You're playing a good spell, except you're not playing Defile. You're playing a 1-mana deal 1 damage to all enemy minions card, uh, like Shooting Stars. And Shooting Stars is good. Shooting Stars would be, like, I don't know, like a B, you know, maybe, maybe even a B+. Plus. But then you're attaching to it a 2-mana off-curve 2-4 body. Mm. Now, now, now you've got problems. You can't ping with it as easily because, you know, you, you're now committing 3-mana to it instead of 1. 2-4 um, bodies are generally crap, uh, especially in this upcoming meta. Um, and, and it goes down. Like, when you attach crap bodies to otherwise good cards, it really does drag them down. So, like, the same people that are wanting Spammy Arcanist to be an S tier, there's a reason Spammy Arcanist is only an A tier. If you want Bunker Sergeant to be, like, a B plus, for example, there's a reason it's a C plus, maybe with a very low end of B. It's because this body is trash, and you're putting way too much weight onto this trash body. Like, this is not Shooting Stars. Yeah. This is significantly worse than Shooting Stars. Yeah. 
that's that's kind of the way it is. Like, you don't want this body attached to the Shooting Star, just like how you don't want the Spammy Arcanist body attached to the Defile. Um, so that's that's kind of where we're at. And it was the thing that, like, kind of pushed me over as well. I was like, ah, okay, yeah. 2-4 body is just one of the worst stat lines you can have um, as you get later on in the game. It's just it's just really bad. Um, like, still, C+. Plus. C+, plus or a low, low B, right? We can call it C+, plus or a low B. Um, you will pretty happily draft this. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't mm -hmm. want this to be so negative and for you guys to think that we think it's a bad card. Uh, you will draft this, and it will be this the best better option. better than half the cards in your deck. Yeah, you, it, this will be a good option uh, a decent amount of times. But yeah, I, I don't agree with some of the evaluations I've seen that called this one the best cards in the set. I, I don't think it's going to be that good. But you're going to draft it, and it will sometimes be one of the better cards in your deck. Mm -hmm. These things can all be true, right? It's just right. We, we don't see some of the hype that some people have caught yeah. on to. And, like, we, we listed a whole bunch of cards that, you know, are better than this, we think, right? Yeah. Like every yeah, card yeah. that came before this, essentially. <laughs> so, so, or, like, around the same or better. So, uh, so yeah. yeah. Once again, this is going to show as a C plus. Let it be known that I thought of it as a B. I think Adulta was like, th th this is close. This is a close one, but you, you got to cut the line somewhere. So mm -hmm. uh, it it's like an honorable low B. Mm -hmm. Yep. These are the two. You wanted this to be a B, and I wanted Corporal to be a C plus. And yeah. we ended up with Corporal at a B because that was just more swingy. Like, could, could go different. I, I do this reward. Was pretty yeah. Sad. I, I, the, the longer arena goes on for and the more you see the power level the more i reward big swings um because it's like at a certain point you just had to understand it's like it's not enough for you to just be a solid player with good fundamentals you have to take these swings you have to take these chances and you know you're going to set them up better you're going to capitalize on on them better but literally everyone has to do that you know mm -hmm. there was a time in which like you could not only just get away with as a good player, you but should. you should actively go away from these effects. And the cards were so different back then. So let's, you know, but, and now you need to embrace it. You need to embrace it in mm -hmm. the best way possible. So that's why for cards like Corporal, I look at it, I'm just like, that's good. Like you, you, you just get to blow people out sometimes. That's great. I'm, I love that. So, um, it, it's also why when you look at something like uh, Deep Run into Goliath, I, I, I think people might be able, uh, able to visualize this more. It's not about the average. It's about when you do hit Goliath, your chance of winning just goes up so much. Seven mana Goliath, right? So if you just average it out, I don't think it's fair uh, because you're like, oh, then it's this good and just get just just gets dragged down a lot by this stuff i'm like no, no no you have to take into account whenever you do hit your chance of winning the game go up by that much yeah. and that is so important now when there's like mm -hmm. you know just like swing and swing and swing and swing when you can do a huge swing like an even bigger swing in a meta full of swings and work to lock up the win in a bigger way than your opponents can do do it that is worth a lot Alright, next up, another C+. This is how you know C+, is still a good, a good area. You have Bloodguard. It's a 5 mana 4-7, which is already just normal stats. Fine. Although, I will say anything from 5 mana and above that has normal stats is not a good card these days. 
Uh, but the ability here is quite nice. Whenever this minion takes damage, whenever it takes damage, don't, it doesn't have to live through it, it just has to take damage. Give your minions plus one attack. That includes this minion. So, this is not just a 4-7. It is a 4-7 that is on a reactive turn, like the turn afterwards, but it has 7 health. It'll probably live a turn. Um, you can give all of your minions plus one attack. But even if you do that, this minion, after you attack something, does get the plus one attack, but it won't matter until the turn after that, right? Because you can't attack with it again. It doesn't have Wind Fury. So, it, it's a very complicated card. Like, it's not as good as it seems, because it seems kind of ridiculous on first glance. You're like, you have a normally statted 5-drop that just, like, buffs all your crap by plus one attack. Like, what? Including itself? But there's, like, so many awkwardness that's kind of built into the card. It'll still get you some stats. Quite a lot of stats, actually. But your opponents are likely to control a lot of where these stats go. And a lot of these stats are going to be useless when they come on. Because they'll come on to something that's, like, about to die or that doesn't have initiative anymore. Um, it's still a very good card. If this were, if this did not have the ability, uh, it would be a D plus. So it's a C plus now. Like this ability is making quite, quite a bit of movement on the card, but it's not like a game winning ability. This is just sort of okay. So when you look at a C plus card, you're like, okay, this is on the edge of an average card ish in my deck, right? Like this, this is a, a, about there it's like a c plus or like a very low b um and i yeah this is just the power level of cards that are acceptable nowadays and mm -hmm. if you're looking for uh, it, it, you can think about all these great scenarios for the card i'm looking at chat right now and they're like whoa wait, wait this is good it's like imagine it with this card imagine it with that card imagine this scenario and i understand some of you are joking but like one of the examples is like oh this is great with broomstick no it's okay with broomstick like you have to spend five mana like, on, 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 on this base. card. Yeah. Whereas Broomstick, you want to like rush out a lot of stuff. Also, like, do you know how good like two card combos are nowadays? <laughs> really, two card combos are really, really good. This plus Broomstick, and I'm assuming you guys are talking about this plus Broomstick plus other minions. So we're talking about yeah. what, like 10 mana and you get like four extra mana to just do stuff. I'm not even saying okay. that's, like, not a great combo. That's not even, like, a good combo. No, it's not a good It's not combo. even a it's good like, combo anymore. It's like, I see a little synergy here. Yeah. Um, there's something there. Uh, but, no, this is, like, you expect a 5-drop that doesn't have initiative to have something like this. If, you, if the ability is worse than this, you don't really want to draft it. You don't really want that in your deck. So when you see mm -hmm. this card in your deck... This is exactly the power level that is yep. acceptable to be the average nowadays. Mm -hmm. That's that's why it is a C plus. Because remember that line of a card that you will draft in your deck. It's it's between a C plus and and a low B. All right, and the last C plus we have in neutrals for the Alteric set is a Legionnaire. This is a six mana card nine three. Death Rattle, give all minions in your hand plus two plus two. So before, I forget what the card is called, we had a nine mana, nine seven, right? That gave uh, everything in your hand like plus four plus four plus three plus three. I forget what it was, but it was a terrible card. Um, yes. And we said it was a terrible card. Uh, uh, that it was Anubiseth. Um, yeah, yeah, Anubiseth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was a card that tricked a lot of people. A lot of very good players thought that that was going to be a good card. And well, we said I, it was going to be well, it didn't really trick. It only trick 
Crip. <laughs> it was just Crip. Okay. Was it just Crip? It was, it was literally okay. just well, Crip. Well, we tricked yeah. one really good player. It was just Crip. One prominent really good player. Uh, and uh, yeah, but we, we knew it was going to be trash, and it was trash. This is not going to be trash. This is going to be the Anubit set that actually works in the arena. It's on six, not nine. Huge difference. You really want to kill this, and it's really easy to kill. It does not have seven health, but it still has that nine damage of face-going potential. So your opponent is like, ah, I should really kill this. And um, then you buff your whole entire hand of minions plus two plus two. You also don't want to leave this up if you're facing this, because your opponent's just going to draw more cards and then kill it off himself, and then get one more minion buffed. Like, you really do need to kill this card when it comes out. It's meant to be killed. You are not, like, falling for his trick if you kill, like, this card when it comes out. You should kill it. And, and your opponent's going to get plus two, plus two on all, 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 all his or her minions. And, and that's that's just the way it is. Right. And um, that's a C plus. That's a good, fair for this meta card. So one of the things that you always have to ask yourself when you look at a card like this is, how fast is the meta going to be? Right? How fast is the meta going to be? Because if the meta is even somewhat fast, this card sucks. Uh, so you want to ask yourself, how fast is the meta, and how many taunts are there going to be? I've already told you guys. We have some taunts. We have some decent taunts in the meta. Uh, it's not going to be fast. So, if those things are true, and we have seen how good like conditioning is... Uh, also, there's going to be a lot of cards in your hand. There's going to be a lot of cards in your hand because of the generation. Uh, mm. Remember that. Although they may not necessarily be minions. They might not necessarily be minions, but it also means that you can afford to like play spells and then, you know, if you yeah. know that this is coming out. Um it it just I'm guessing, and I would be surprised if I were wrong, that it would just be a good meta for this card. Mm -hmm. And uh like it, it's not higher because it's it is more awkward to use than like conditioning. Conditioning is very very good. Conditioning is good. Yeah, conditioning is like really, really good. Um, but it's still, it's still quite good. And there's too many ways for you to get the value, value from it and not die. Uh, and, yeah. and and so if so, you can do well, that, it's it's really nice. People are raising a lot of this stuff, like, oh, it dies to this, it dies to that. And this time, I'm not even going to say, oh, those are specific counters to it. No, it dies to a lot of things. That's the point. It's just meant to take three efficient damage from like your opponents. And then buff your hand. The main ability here is that it buffs your hand for the next turn. When you get to play, let's say, even if you just play two minions. Well, now you have, like, eight more stats. And that was six mana that you played the turn before. That soaked up three damage of must remove, right? Because otherwise you get to deal nine damage to something, even if it's their face. And you still get eight more stats this turn. And on some future turns, you get to play out the other minion that you have, or two minions that you have, or whatever that has the buff. That's the power of this card. It is not that it will ever live a turn. If this lives a turn, you pretty much win the game, I think. Like, if someone's going to leave a 9-3 up and has no way to get rid of it, like, uh, you're doing quite well. Um, you know, and this card will get a lot of value in that case. So it should die. And it should die super efficiently. If your opponent has a 3-3 on the board, play this card. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have gotten the worth like mm -hmm. because of how good conditioning is if you guys w w once again conditioning was really uh, and this i think is a little bit controversial which I, I was surprised at but when i was watching streams and just like 
kind of like reading chat as well. Um, this is one in which I was surprised because, you know, Twitch chat is always right. But a lot of people just were like, oh, conditioning. It's like, eh, not that great. I'm like, wait, conditioning is like one of the best warrior cards. Amazing. It's amazing. Um, and By the way, conditioning, we rated a B plus. FYI. Yeah. This one, we're rating a C plus. So, yeah, this is not as good as conditioning. But that's how good conditioning is. Right. We rated that card a B plus. Yeah. Uh, so, so yes. Um, I, I like this card. I think this might be one in which people look at it and they're like, oh, it's too slow. Too slow is not what you think it is. <laughs> with the cars that are mm -hmm. coming back, with the tools that are that are available, um, with the way that Blizzard has been deprioritizing early game tempo in favor of stuff of just making like two drops and three drops more uh, viable in the late game. Like they have extra abilities, but they, they don't give you extra tempo, you know? Um, so yes, whenever I look at these cards, I'm like, is it too slow? Because too slow means something very different in 2021, almost 2022, than it did in like 2017, right? Um, and we will see that with all the like field cards as well later on. Just a little bit of a preview. Mm -hmm. All right, let's move on to C tier. This is now the actual normal tier. Yeti is at the bottom of this tier. These cards are not spectacular. We have gotten to the bottom of what we consider playable. Like, Yeti's the absolute bottom of what we consider playable in your deck that you will not feel terrible for having. Like, below Yeti is like a croc, in which you do feel pretty bad if you have a croc in your deck. Um, like, it won't kill your deck, but it's D-tier cards and D-plus tier cards, you're not going to be happy with. At C, you recognize that these are not the top half of your deck. You recognize that. It's very obvious that they're not the top half of your deck. But they can still contribute, do their job, and they're probably not going to sink your deck by having a few of these in. So the first one in here is Ram Commander. Two mana, two two, battle cry. Add two one one rams with rush to your hand. So two mana, two two is not great, but playable. It adds two cards to your hand, which is pretty good, but those cards kind of suck, but they're playable, right? One mana, deal one damage. We've had so much of those, um, you know, generators. Uh, we know exactly what they're like. They do work. You need a damage, and especially with honorable kills coming around, those this could be very handy. So it's a C, and when we rate a card a C, it means it's better than a Yeti, right? You could just think of it that way. C means better than a Yeti. D plus means worse than a Yeti. So this is better than a Yeti. It's not great, but it's better than a Yeti. Yeah, it's about what you expect nowadays. You get a little bit of extra bonus. Uh, but remember, pings aren't worth that much. Like, there's so many ways to deal damage. And you don't even need, like, exact damage in terms of pings sometimes because you just sweep everything up with, like, like a, a huge AoE. There's a lot of AoEs now, uh, and every class has them. So it's nice, but what you're getting back is also something that is pretty readily available for every class. Yeah. And, and keep in mind, it's it's not really on curve. Two mana, two twos, uh, especially with corporals around. Like, <laughs> it's it's kind of a scary play in this meta. Oh, definitely. Yep. Okay. Sneaky Scout is next up. It is two mana, three two. Stealth, honorable kill. Your next hero power costs zero. It's nice. You get a bonus. Uh... It's basically it. Like, oh yeah, you get to cheat out a hero power. That's that's great. But it's a two mana three two stealth, right? Like that yeah. kind of that's just good by itself. No, it it is good. So most of its uh, 
like, okay, Corporal, most of its score is that ability. As in, mm. that's the thing that's elevating it. And really, the chance of you landing it, uh, that's what really elevates it. Here, it's like, okay, you know, it's a nice little stealth two drop. Got a little bit of a bonus. That little bit of a bonus moves the needle a tiny bit, but not, not by that much. All right, next up is Stormpike Quartermaster. Another two drop, two mana, two, two. After you cast a spell, give a random minion in your hand plus one, plus one. Um, you, you don't play it on turn two, unless you absolutely have to and nothing else to do. Like, it's not good enough that you would save it to play later on. Like, you'll just drop it on turn two if you have nothing else to do. But, but generally, you want to play it later on, and then you can get quite a few buffs onto your hands by playing a couple spells. Um, it, it is what it is. Uh, it's the, the plus one plus ones to random minions in your hands are useful, uh, but it is also, um, you know, obviously not like a superpower card. Yeah, this card, I think, yeah, like I'm looking at chat right now. Some people are just like, oh, it's so bad. It's not that bad. Um, the stats matter. Uh, you don't want to play this on turn two. But that doesn't mean that the effect it gives you isn't worth sort of like the two mana investment later on. It's fine. Remember, it's a C, which means it is worse than the average card in your deck. So we're not saying it's, yeah. a, it's a good card. But it's better than a Yeti. Um, and yeah, I see Coast in chat who brings up that there's a coin. Yeah. That's why that, that's are And this is the average score. So yes, we are accounting yeah. for the fact that sometimes you get a coin. Um, and then when you don't have a coin... Yeah, it is worse. <laughs> it is it is definitely worse. Uh, but yes, so this is this is where it is at. Like, it's not going to be one of the best cards in your deck. Nowhere close. But you're, you'll draft it sometimes, and I think uh, you'll you'll be surprised at how not trash it is. Maybe not as trash as you thought it was. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Next up is Kabold Taskmaster. The Bold Taskmaster is a 3-mana 2-4. Battlecry, add two armor scraps to your hand. They give plus two health to a minion. Armor scraps cost one mana. The flexibility is all right. Um, and we have seen that, like, the the bad stuff, you know, we, we keep talking about how bad a 3-mana 2-4 is. And that rings true. But once again... Things like this, it's like you don't lose automatically. This isn't the GVG meta, in which if you play a worse three drop than them, you automatically just lose. Um, plus, you won't play this as a three drop sometimes. And then the armor scraps, yeah, they're useful, right? Like having spells mm -hmm. is useful um, to trigger like May Scribe. Just adding health to things is useful as well. Once again, C, which is below average in your deck, it's okay. It's fine. Mm-hmm. What's next? Well, I might go back and look at the Stormpike Quartermaster score. I feel like we are rating it too high. It probably belongs in the next video. Um But uh but let's go to the next one for now. Um next one is Popsicooler. Popsicooler is an epic card. We haven't seen one of those in a while. It is a 3-mana uh, 3-3. Three three, three. Death Rattle frees two random enemy minions. It's a Death Rattle. You can't quite control most of the times. You're not exactly sure what you're freezing. 
But it's really annoying to your opponents, too. Because, like, if they kill it with something and, let's say, it lives, well, now it's frozen, right? Um, and something else may be frozen, too, that they just played. Like, it, for a 3-mana three 3-3 three, three, to be better than a Yeti, it, it's doing something. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's good. It'll be quite annoying uh, sometimes. The problem is just that, that stat line. God, 3-mana three 3-3 three, three suck. Um, Death Rattle is like I'm imagining what the average board is, and this is gonna be pretty annoying a lot of the times. Like, re actually, really annoying. Uh, but man, if it were like um, like a three four or a four three, this this could be really good. Oh my this god, could be, like, that would have been insane. Really good, but man, a three mana three three is just like a, a trash stat line. Yeah, like, it's meant to die. It's gonna die, but it's gonna do something when it dies. It would've dealt some damage. Like, and if they leave it just on the board, it could do crazy things later on, right? That they do not like. Yep. Um, okay. Next, we have... Storm Pike Marshall. Storm Pike Marshall is a 4-mana 2-6 taunt, which is not better than a Yeti, but if you took 5 or more damage on your opponent's turn... That means the turn right before that, when your opponent acted. This costs one mana. So, you're probably not going to take five or more damage on turns before turn four. Um, but it means later on in the game, when this is even more off-curve than 2-6 is, you can get a one mana 2-6 taunt out. When you need it, which is when your opponent is going to your face. So that's pretty good. It's okay. That's the only thing saving it. Because uh, a four mana 2-6... A Stegadon sucks. Like, a Stegadon really, really sucks now. Um, so this is fine. And yes, it's like... The time in which it is cheap is exactly the time that you want the taunt. But if you're cheating out a 2-6 taunt for one mana later on, whatever. I mean, we've seen bigger swings than that. So, yeah, it's it, it's fine. I You shouldn't be looking to draft this definitely mm -hmm. but it's better than yeti like it, the utilityness of it beats out the curve of the yeti yeah yeah i think that's fair and finally my least favorite card of the entire set that is not overpowered it is the last card in the c tier again last but not least all cards in a tier we rank similarly we'll sometimes tell you if it's low or high but um generally they're the same it is humongous owl uh, it's a 7-mana card. It's an 8-4. Speaking of terrible stat lines. But Death Rattle, deal 8 damage to a random enemy. Not even a random enemy minion. But keep in mind, 8 damage to your face is also really, really bad. Like, you know, like, if my owl deals 8 damage to my opponent's face, I'm not like, oh no, right? I'm like, okay, well now this is how I play the game. Uh, this card, that, that randomness, ugh. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't love it. Um, it's, it's funny. It's like a meme card. Uh, it's so tilted. Um, you'll draft it sometimes. It's fine. It's just really, uh, it's a big investment on your end, uh, to put out this card. Really easy for them to get rid of. It's not too hard for them to at least put out a couple of things for the, for this thing to potentially hit, and not get value out of right like you they can put out get value out of it you still don't get, get damage or value but you're still killing something small you're still killing something thing. small right um right. and if it hits their face eight damage is a ton so it might even change your game plan um so that's why it is where it is 
Just the, the only problem is like, uh, it costs so much and it doesn't do anything <laughs> immediately and, you know, your opponents can react to it. Like, these are things that you don't want in the current meta. It's just like, mm -hmm. wait, it doesn't taunt at least and it doesn't have initiative and it has this death rattle but it's random and my opponents can like play around it a little bit and to to lower the odds of it being effective that like, that's enough though like let's say you take a shadow bolt right three mana four and then you know not even a shadow bolt. let's say you do a four mana deal four damage draw a card so it doesn't count as a card right to kill this which is pretty efficient that's four mana you've already used now you're gonna have to use a card which is like a three mana card right so if the random thing this kills is a three drop it's gotten its value. It's gotten its normal, what you should get, like, you know, better than a Yeti or about a Yeti kind of value. And that's probably what's going to happen. And that's if they can remove it somewhat efficiently by dealing exactly four damage. They may have to deal five damage. They may have to run their Yeti into it, right? Like, there's a lot of ways in which this could get that, like, extra value out of your opponent. Um, and the key here is that eight damage to your opponent's face is still meaningful. It's not a miss. Um... Uh, now, what, yeah, like Merp said, like, what sucks if your opponent puts out a bunch of 1-1s, one but, like, what are the odds that they can actually do that? Um, you're, you're probably going to get something decent from it. Yep. Uh, okay. That's, that's right. where we're at. That's, that's, that's it. That was the last one. These are all of the normally playable cards that are coming in that you will be happy or at least not sad to have in your deck. Um, we're we're going to move on after this into cards that you will not be happy to have in your deck and and on legendaries um just because otherwise it would be a very sad episode to just have crap cards uh, but yeah after this i'm gonna take a look again at uh what was that card stormpike quartermaster I, I think i think we may have missed missed on that one but i'll confirm it may also be in the next video is kind of what i'm getting at oh i i like it there yeah yeah Okay, well, uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll talk about it after this. Um, you want to give shout-outs? Uh, I mean, no, no, but yes. No, okay, I'll give shout-outs if you don't want to give shout-outs. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you do it. Okay, uh, I want to give a shout-out to... Uh, I mean, I haven't been doing much in the last month or so because we haven't been playing a lot of Arena or doing whatever, but uh, we're going to ramp up this uh, this Arena content uh, come, now that Dual Class is over again, and our, our great video team, uh, David Attenborough says, uh, uploading this uh, onto YouTube, and uh, um, uh, Soren who will be editing our 12 win videos. Hopefully those are coming back. Uh, they, we haven't seen a lot of 12 wins because we haven't been getting 12 wins because I've been playing like one arena run a week and getting 0-3 uh, in dual class. And Rooms has not been playing arena at all. But in the new meta, hopefully they'll come back. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting times. Uh, keep in mind, we have all the arena coops oh arena coop will also be coming back now that we're not in dual class anymore all this stuff coming back so check out our youtube uh once the new expansion comes out there will be content it will be back to normal unless the meta really 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 sucks and then we give up but hopefully it won't be or at least not for long so on that happy note we will end this episode see you in the next one bye bye bye
Enjoying the Light Forge? For the full rundown on Hearthstone Arena draft strategy, card review, and arena gameplay, follow us on YouTube, Twitter, or twitch.tv at ADWCTA. Support the podcast by sharing us with your friends and family, or become a patron at patreon.com slash grinning goat. Thank you for tuning in, and see you next week.